For a guy who killed people for a living, he was just about the most boring bastard I ever saw. I had been tailing him for two days as he made his way from Woodstock, Illinois, where he owned an antique shop on the quaint town square, to, well, I didn't know where yet. So far it had been every little town, on a circuitous route taking us finally to Highway 218, with an antique shop, where he would go in and poke around and come out with a few finds to stow in the trunk of his shit-brown Pontiac Bonneville. If it hadn't been for the explosion of red hair with matching beard that made his head seem bigger than it was, he would have been a human bowling pin, five foot eight of flab and a gray quilted ski jacket. He wore big frame orange lensed glasses, both indoors and out, his nose a potato with nostrils and zits, his lips thick and purple. That this creature sometimes sat surveillance himself seemed like a joke. I was fairly certain he was on his way to kill somebody, possibly somebody in Iowa, because that was the state we'd been cutting down on the vertical line of Highway 218. Right now, we were running out of Iowa, and the flat, dreary landscape was threatening to turn into Missouri. Soon there would be fireworks stands, even though it was crisp November and the 4th of July a moot point, and people would suddenly speak in the lazy, musical tones of the South, as if the invisible line on the map between these Midwestern states was the Mason-Dixon. Some people find this accent charming. So do I, if it's a buxom wench with blonde pigtails getting out of her bandana blouse and cut-off jeans in a hayloft. Otherwise, you can have it. Right now, my guy was making a stop that looked like a problem. Turning off and driving into some little town to check out an antique shop was manageable. No matter how small that town was— There was always somewhere I could park inconspicuously and keep an eye on Metesky, which was his name, Metesky, Ronald Metesky. Not exactly Bond, James Bond. But when he pulled off and then into the gravel lot of an antiques mini-mall on the edge of a town, I had few options. Pulling into the lot myself wasn't one of them, unless I was prepared to get out and go browsing with Metesky. Not that there was any chance he'd make me. I had stayed well back from him on the busy two-lane, and when he would stop to eat at a truck stop, I would either sit in my car in the parking lot, if that lot were crowded enough for me to blend in, or take a seat in the trucker's section away from the inevitable booth where Metesky had set down his big ass. This time I had no choice but to go in and browse. Had there been a gas station and mini-mart across the way, I could have pulled in there but this was a tin-shed antique mall that sat near a cornfield like a twister had plopped it down. Metesky's penchant was primitive art and furniture. Apparently, it was what sold well for him back in rustic Woodstock. He didn't have his truck with him, a tell that he wasn't really out on a buying trip, so any furniture would have to be prime enough to spend shipping on. But he did find a framed oil that he snatched up like he'd found a hundred-dollar bill on the pavement— depicting a winter sunset that looked like your half-blind grandmother painted it. I stopped at stalls with used books, and at one I picked up a few Louis L'Amour paperbacks I hadn't read yet, making sure I was still browsing when he left. Picking him up again would be no problem. He'd be getting back on Highway 218 and heading for somewhere, probably in Missouri. Hannibal, maybe. Or St. Louis. But when I got back on the road, I thought I'd lost him. Then I spotted his mud-spattered Bonneville at a standard pump, said, Fuck, and took the next out-of-sight illegal U-turn I could to go back. When I got there, he was inside paying. 
I could use some gas myself, so I turned my dark green Ford Pinto over to the attendant and went into the restaurant side of the small truck stop and took a piss. Metesky was gone when I got out, which was fine. I paid for my gas, bought gum and a Coke, and hit the road again, picking him up soon, always keeping a couple cars between us. This is just how exciting yesterday and today had been. Not this Steve McQueen chase and bullet, but despite his fat ass and his thing for lousy art, Metesky was a dangerous guy. That he usually worked the passive side of a two-man contract team didn't mean he hadn't killed his share himself. The broker had always insisted that the passive side of a duo had to take the active role once out of every four jobs. Keep your hand in. Use it or lose it.